I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Hello, mamas. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I have my friend and mastermind student, Christine McCarroll, on the podcast, and we are talking about our cycles. Yes, we are talking about our menstrual cycles and aligning our business to them and the different hormones that happen throughout your cycle. So I talk a lot on this podcast about how running a business as a mom is different than running a business as anybody else, including a 20-year-old man in his parents' basement, which is my favorite example to use. We just have to do it differently as moms and as women with cycles We also have to do things very differently. So Christine and I are going to dive into that really deeply and talk about the differences between men and women biologically, the challenges that we are faced with as we are building businesses and how to see those as the best thing ever and how to use those to your advantage to grow your business. This is a fantastic episode. I know that you are going to really love it. Let's dive in. So first, I would love if you would tell everybody a little about you and what you do. So I am a functional nutritionist and I help women heal their hormones naturally so they can get their mood, energy, and mojo back. I love it. (laughs) Okay. So when Christine pitched me this topic, I was like, we have to have this. This is a little different than most of the topics that I have on the podcast, but it's something I've been really interested in and noticing lately and something that I've had come up with a lot of clients. I think in Mama to CEO, we've had a couple different calls where we've been talking about our cycles and mm-hmm. how that impacts our business and kind of our expectations versus reality yep. of our hormones and how that impacts our business. So I'm so grateful that you brought this topic to the podcast and I'm curious, like how this first came into your awareness that our cycles and our businesses have a connection? Well, I mean, I am a woman with a cycle. (laughs) So I was just like, I noticed that I had different energy throughout the month. And I like, I noticed this even before I was thinking about it in relationship to my business. It was just like, I don't feel the same. And I know that's like a very common thing, or I guess maybe what's common is that women are like, yeah, it's my period. And we just like complain and just like say that and just put it all on. It's my period. And then like, end of story. It's like, it's my period, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that must mean that things are terrible and you need to go rest with your heating pad and that's it. But like, I was noticing other things. Like I just didn't feel quite the same. Um, and then I had a client 
who was a college athlete and she was having some like really different performance issues during her cycle, right? So like her times would be really different. So she was a rower, like really advanced rowing on a scholarship at a top school. And like, she would be really different, different times of the month. And so she was asking me about it. And that was when I decided to do some real research on it and actually like find out and like see what were the differences in things like energy and things like that. So then once I was doing that research for her and realizing how different our bodies are, and I like, I knew this, right? But I was never thinking about it in relationship to different kinds of performance. And when I started seeing crazy stuff, like our heart rates are different, how fast we sweat is different. Like our energy metabolism is different. Like all of this stuff that I was finding out for her, like those sorts of energy usage things. I was like, oh my God, this is totally how my business is too, right? Like this is the same thing. Like it's performance. This is a performance of work and I might not be rowing, but how I can use energy and how I feel and how I can work is different at different times of the month. And so that was kind of where I started thinking about those two things in relationship to each other. Wow. That's pretty amazing. I never even imagined that sports performance worked that way. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, because <laughs> I know for me, <laughs> I think about like different things that are going on in my business, like launches and that kind of thing. And thinking about, okay, how can I do the optimal timing for that? But for an athlete, they aren't like, oh, sorry, the the meat has to be on this different day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they just have to figure out how to work it with their bodies as best they can. But for sure, there are differences. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive into the different parts of the cycle Mm -hmm. because I think you really hit it when you said a lot of us just think, well, it's just my period. And like, that's the time I need to go rest or whatever, or I'm angry or or whatever it is. (laughs) Um, but I know that it's more than just that. So I'd love if you'd kind of like walk us through the different phases and what they look like. Mm So there's really like, I think normally if anyone's ever looked at her period before, so I know we're talking to moms and some of us have done cycle tracking of some sort to get pregnant. Like we know that we're going to ovulate at a certain time. We're like, this is the time to get busy. So we know that there's that time. And, and so then there's a realization that there's like the first half of the cycle, second half of the cycle, the two week wait, like I remember all of these kinds of words from when I was trying to get pregnant, right? So it's like the two weeks between ovulation and your period, that's your two week wait. So I like, those are the, those are kind of what we think of as the two pieces, but there's really more like four phases of the cycle. So, um, and I will say the first phase, like if we're looking at this medically, people say your day one is your first day of your menstrual bleed. That was invented so that male doctors would have a way to date pregnancies Wow! because they're just assuming like women don't know anything about anything or their bodies or so we're just going to date this is easy like we know everyone's going to know when she last menstruated. So that's how we decided that day one of your cycle was your menstrual phase. Wow. yeah a lot of a lot of stuff is male I feel validated now because I'm always like that just doesn't make sense though (laughs) yeah I'm like that's that's total bull so I so I think of the first phase as really being 
after your period. So after you're done bleeding that time until you are starting to get towards ovulation um, is that's the follicular phase. So if you're thinking about an ovary, there are a bunch of follicles and I think of them as like little flowers that are growing Beautiful. and all of these little flowers, <laughs> but they're kind of competitive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to know what you had. <laughs> I was thinking like gross little hairs. <laughs> I was thinking like hair follicles. So I was like, well, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yours is so great. <laughs> Let's go with yours. I think they're like flowers. <laughs> so the little flowers are growing and then one of them is going to get to be the biggest flower. That's going to be the one to release the egg. So these little follicles are growing. That's why it's the follicular phase. So that is definitely like the growth phase energetically too. Like we tend to have a little bit more energy. We're feeling a little bit more ramped up. Um, estrogen is higher. So estrogen is a little bit more of our hormone that helps us feel more like energized, talkative, like big picture. So this is a time business-wise, it's really good to be thinking about like big picture thinking, right? Okay. And then it ends and it's like energy, big picture, CEO time. That is exactly, that is CEO time. <laughs> And then ovulation is kind of its own little mini piece in there. It's not as long as the other phases, but we do have a little surge of energy even before we ovulate. So that when the, when the follicles are growing and that's when like that one flower is gonna be the biggest flower, we get a big surge of estrogen. So estrogen has already been high, but then we get a big peak in the couple of days before we ovulate. And then that's when we feel most like energetic, inspired, talkative, um, good time to communicate, good time to um, do presentations. If you have that flexibility to figure that out, right? So that's when we just, and we kind of have a magnetism at that time too, which makes sense. Cause if we're thinking about like attracting a mate is really what we, your body wants you to be doing. It's like, let's make babies. This is be very attractive time. So that is that phase. So a couple days before, then the day that you ovulate, and then like 24 hours after ovulation is this like ovulatory phase where it's like big energy, fun, hang out with your hubby, <laughs> all of that good stuff time. Um, and then the luteal phase is after that ends. So after your ovulation's over and if you were again, kind of thinking about like your body making a baby, that's the time where a new embryo could be fertilized and in the womb. So your body is very much in like nesting mode. So it's like, okay, something could be in there. We need to protect it and love it and, you know, create a little happy home and nest. So that is a time for a little bit more inward work. Also, even just like a lot, like that nesting phase that happens at the end of pregnancy where you're like wanting to make the nursery perfect and all of that, there's like a similar thing that happens there. So it's also good for like executing the crazy big ideas from the follicular phase, um, doing your admin kind of stuff, your planning and your books and whatever, and like getting your little ducks in a row. That's a good time to do that as the luteal phase. This makes so much sense. <laughs> Yeah, because you're like, this is what my body wants to do. Yes. All right. And then the last. And then your period, which I think is the last phase. And 
everyone says is the first phase, but I think it's the last phase. On this podcast, it's the last phase, <laughs> officially. Officially, we are saying here, it's the last one. <laughs> and then, yeah, so when you are releasing, so you're not pregnant, your body is like, okay, we're going to release everything. We're going to get ready for next time. And that is definitely more of a lower energy, quieter. And, you know, I don't, I really don't want women to be experiencing pain and anger and bitchiness. And I think that's obviously like a common, but not normal experience. Um, but I do expect less of myself when I'm on my period. Like if I want to go take a nap, I will go take a nap. If I want to eat some chocolate, I eat some chocolate. And I don't think it has to be terrible and miserable, but I also don't think we should have an expectation of ourselves that we're going to have as much energy then as we have in the beginning of the cycle. So I definitely wish that there was like, I don't love the idea of the red tent because it was like women were shunned, but I do love the idea of like women all just getting together and hanging out and laughing and not worrying about the rest of life while they're menstruating. I think that's pretty cool. I love that. I, w- yeah. I wish that that was like a thing where we could just be like, this is the time we're just taking off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me to make dinner or take care of the kids. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now I feel like that kind of explains like where our brains are, where our energy is throughout the cycle what do you think are some like best practices for applying this to business? Because I think for a lot of us, our idea of business is so masculine where it's Mm -hmm. like every day is the same. You're always pushing. Like it's, there isn't this like up and down throughout the cycle kind of room in a lot of our businesses. So Mm -hmm. I want people to get some ideas from this on how to apply this to their business. Mm-hmm. Well, I just like, you've said this a few times, but like thinking about the, the like 20 something year old in his parents' basement, mm-hmm. cranking out something, you're like, that is not how we build businesses. Nope. <laughs> and it's kind of the same thing. Like, I think our entire business, whether it's like working in a corporate business or running your own business, we have an expectation of ourselves and our energy that it's just going to be the same all the time, which is just very male. And their hormones really are the same all the time, right? Like I was kind of trying to explain this to my husband the other night and he was like making fun. He's like, uh, he's like, oh yeah, us dudes, we're just Neanderthals. We're like, nothing's different. We're, you know, we're so basic. And I'm like, kind of are. <laughs> I love you, honey. And you're kind of basic. <laughs> like there's not a lot of difference in a man's like energy levels other than if he's tired or didn't sleep or whatever. Mm-hmm. But women have like, our hormones are literally different every single day of the month. Great. So ride for us. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) And everyone in our life. (laughs) Everyone who can come along with us. So I think like the, to me, the first thing about making it practical is just like noticing before anything needs to be different, just like paying attention and having some grace for not being the same as a man. And that was definitely the hardest part for me. Like when I was like working with my client and I was trying to help her figure out her workouts 
for her cycle. And she was going up with her, like her head coaches who are like, no, this is the training schedule, which that training schedule was based on male rowers. And they're just like, women are just going to do this much less, but it's going to be the same as men. And it's just totally not. Wow. So having that expectation, I think sets us up for frustration and disappointment, like expecting that we're going to have the same amount of energy or this, even the same, like thought processes, like the way that our brains work isn't the same. And like, it doesn't mean that you can't do those things anytime. It just means like when you're aware, you can accommodate yourself instead of shaming yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I really should have, I really should be able to just do this the same as I did this other time. And it's just like physically not the same. Like, like I said, like physically, if you were working out, you're, you would sweat 20 minutes later. It's just like what happens in your body. And so you can't like be mad and frustrated and be like, no, I'm supposed to sweat immediately. You're just not going to. Yeah. This makes so much sense. Like thinking about, you know, doing launches and events and that kind of things and thinking about like, you know, this other time it was so easy or I had so much more energy or focus or whatever. Like it is so interesting, I think, to kind of notice those patterns and notice like, oh, okay. It wasn't exactly the same. Mm -hmm. I was different. I was different. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I actually, so the last time I was able to do something live was um, like a year, almost a year. Oh my gosh. Like almost a year and a half ago. So like beginning of November, 2019. And I specifically timed this live three-day event to be around my ovulation time. And I know that we cannot always do that. Like we run businesses and there are demands on the business and you cannot always just be like, sorry, it's this time or I have to do it this other time, but where you can, it's awesome. Right? So I, I knew, so communication is better. Our verbal skills are better. People are more receptive to what we're saying, all of that in ovulation. So it was like, of course, and I was the, the event was like 12 hours each day. It's like, that is going to require so much energy for me. And like, it's requires me to be so present and holding space for all of the women in the room. I was able to, and since I run my own schedules, like I am definitely scheduling this when I'm ovulating. And it was such great timing because I did have more energy. It was easier for me to communicate my ideas. It would just felt like a lot more ease and in flow And if I had, for whatever reason, like other factors, I had decided to schedule it like right before my period or on my period or something like that, I probably would have just supported myself a lot more. Like maybe I would have stayed at the hotel where we were so that I didn't have to deal with my kids when I got home (laughs) or I would have had more breaks or notes or like I there's just other ways that I would have accommodated myself just because mm-hmm. because it would feel different and my energy would have been different and that's not bad it's just not the same yeah I think that is really good to think about too like ways to 
accommodate or take care of yourself no matter when it does fall. Because I think for a lot of us, we are able to plan in advance. Um, I planned out a launch around my ovulation time and then ended I up love having it. a late period. No. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I got to go for it. Off the schedule. And I was just like, all right, it's fine. I know how to take care of myself. So with that launch, then I just planned everything in advance and there really was nothing for me to do during mm-hmm. the launch and except, you know, kind of sit back and watch applications roll in, which was really great. I'm glad that I did that, yeah. but I think it kind of takes that awareness to think about, you know, first of all, if I can time it well, great. If mm-hmm. for some reason the timing doesn't I can't. work out, <laughs> yeah, then you know, how can I take care of myself? And I've talked a lot about bed days and how I'm such Mm -hmm. a fan of bed days. And I think that's such a good tactic. I think, you know, how you talked about notes, staying at the location, those types of things. I think there's so many good things that we can be doing that. I think if we weren't aware of this, we may just be thinking, oh, I just need to push through or like what's wrong with me? Yeah. More caffeine, (laughs) (laughs) more coffee. Yeah. (laughs) And I definitely think that comes from that male perspective, right? Like I just need to push. And then we end up like tanking ourselves to the point then that maybe we're not recovered or like we don't have high energy at the beginning of our cycle because when you just keep pushing through and keep pushing through and expecting yourself to be a small man instead of a woman, there's a limit to that. And I think, you know, to me, like what I've seen and I, I, cause I have some business owners as clients too. And like, they get really frustrated because they have that expectation. Like I'm just going to be the dude, I'm going to run it that way. And it, it just sets up like this, this false idea that we have to do things like men do. And I think if we are a little bit more in like receiving acceptance, allowing of ourselves energy, it just can flow and feel better. And it doesn't have to be like this super push masculine thing all the time. Like it can feel easier. It can feel more in flow and just like not have to be so painful all the time of like, I must push through, I must do it. Cause that's just going to backfire. Like physiologically at some point it's going to backfire. Yeah. I see this cycle with clients so much where they do this push, they make it happen and then they get so burnt out that then that like execution isn't there or that um, consistency and sustainability isn't there And so then they lose momentum of the thing that they were even trying to do to begin with. Whereas having that like sustainable level of energy or effort or output over time, even if it varies, like this week I'm doing a ton and next week I'm doing a little less. And the next week I'm doing mostly bed days (laughs) that can work so much better, I think, than these like intense hustly pushes and then burnout cycle. Right. Which is usually what ends up happening, like intense, crazy push and then crash. So it's like the ginormous peaks and valleys. And 
yes, there's some ups and downs of energy in a cycle, but if you can, like, I think about it as like surfing, right? Like you can just be surfing and riding the waves instead of being in like panic mode, like, oh my God, it's either the hurricane or like I'm dead on the beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could just be, you could just be surfing. It doesn't have to be so crazy all the time. Um, and it doesn't like, we don't have to be men, I guess. And it was, it was really hard for me to accept that too. Like I definitely got that conditioning early on of like, must always be at the same pace. And I completely tanked myself doing that. Yeah. And I this just, is like the major thing that we worked on together mm-hmm. last year was you learning to rest and being okay with that. And I think so many of us have this intense programming around hard work and hustling and like having to earn everything that we have in a particular way. Yes. Yeah. And it goes against how we actually function Mm -hmm. biologically. Biologically it's different. Like this isn't just like our thoughts about it. It's like, no, your actual biology changes. Yeah. (laughs) And you need to work with that instead of trying to like strong arm it into whatever you think it needs to be being something else. Yeah. 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 I think that, um, you know, I like once I could like allow that to happen. So allow myself to not be constantly on the same, like this must be like this. It was Like I, I'm actually grateful to have that in there. Like, I think men sometimes, like I watch men burn out all the time too, and they certainly have their own issues, but I think there's no permission to rest. And if we can like accept and embrace the feminine, instead of just being like, nope, I have to be a small man. You just be like, yeah, this is how it is. And I can accept that. Then it can just feel better. And there doesn't have to be like a, excuse like it's like men just like can seriously also burn out but like there's there's no there's no built-in rest in their lives so they're like okay I'm just gonna keep going mm-hmm. and we can just say yo you know what I actually have this built-in time where my body is naturally reminding me that now is the time to chill out a little bit and I can just like I can do that and then I can also totally take advantage when I have a little bit more energy and not make that good and the other one bad. Yeah. I think something that I tell a lot of clients for the consistency and like building up like content and that kind of thing is to think about what's like the attainable level of output for you on the worst week. (laughs) And like, that is the baseline for every week. That's the expectation. Every week is what you can handle on the worst week. And then I think on these weeks where there's so much more energy, that's when you can be doing like the live event or the launch, or um, maybe even like batching out content for the rest of the time. Like we talked about recording our podcasts and that schedule. Like if we were really Mm -hmm. on it, maybe when we were ovulating, we could just record a whole month. (laughs) All of that, a whole month today. That's a great idea. (laughs) That would actually be great to think about doing that. Yeah, for sure. And it lasts a few days, so you don't have to like nail it. You could be like, it's going to be somewhere in this few days and mm-hmm. I'm going to feel awesome. And I'm just going to roll them all out. Yeah. I've been noticing this, this month, 
Um, I have two books that I am working on for one for mama to CEO and one for the next round of the mastermind. And I have so much time in my calendar now to like be writing these books. And I've just noticed like in certain times of my cycle, I'm like, eh, I just, I'm like not focused <laughs> on it. Like I'm scatterbrained or like, I just don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. And like, I have time to get them done where like, that's not a huge deal. Like I'm very much into like the window of getting it done versus like it's happening the time in yeah. this one time. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got the window. It's fine. But I've just kind of just been noticing how I've had that. So I'm like, oh, maybe during that like execution phase. Mm -hmm. it's going to flow a bit better because I'll be able to like sit quietly and focus on one task and just getting it done based on the outline. So yeah. I'll be very curious to see. <laughs> yeah. Your brain like literally works differently. Like I, I find myself cause I just keep um, a little note on my phone of podcast ideas. Mm -hmm. And I find that in that first phase and then certainly around ovulation, it's like, I can hardly keep up with the output of ideas. Like yeah. my brain is just like on fire with all of the ideas. And I like, I can hardly like keep my notes like up with my ideas. Like I'm thinking of things in the shower. I'm thinking of things when I'm driving to get the kids. Like yeah. anytime I have mental space, my brain is just like, here's all of the ideas. Here's all of the ideas. And I'm just writing them all down. And then like I have fewer ideas, usually second half of my, of my cycle on my period, but it's okay. Cause I can just lean on the gazillion ideas that I had at the beginning. And then I just can open up the little notes app on my phone and be like, Oh, okay. Well, what do I feel like talking about today? And I already have a list of a thousand ideas, but I'm not like feeling that pressure of, I need to come up with an idea for this week. I'm like, I already have all those ideas from when my brain was exploding the beginning of my cycle. Yes. And when you said that, that I also do the same thing, but it made me wonder like how many people are going through that. And then in those like idea deserts, they're just <laughs> like, something's wrong with me instead of, nope, this is just how my brain is functioning right now. Like this is time to execute on all of the great ideas. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think there's that, sh where that shame piece is. Like, we're just supposed to be like exactly the same all the time. And we're just like, we're just not. And it's okay. Yeah. And just, like appreciate how cool is this? How cool is it that my body does all of these things over the course of a month and is like ready to build another human every single month? It's like all systems go to build another human every single month. And it has to like how much work and preparation and planning your body is doing to get ready to build a human, which is so cool. It is. And like, sometimes what you're building and creating, like I, I think of creative, a creative process as being like, definitely like creating a child. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, it's can be in that same spirit. Like, okay, here's the part where I'm like generating ideas and like, you know, that that's getting going. And then here's the part where I'm nurturing those ideas. And I'm like, you know, growing the new thing. And it can be very much like that. I love that. I think that's such a good explanation of it. And I think it's going to be so helpful to so many who have kind of been in this place of beating themselves up for not being the same all the time. I have so many clients who 
just notice like they'll have a period of time where they're super fired up and then a period of time where they're really discouraged in their business. And when I was doing one-on-one coaching, I feel like if I'd been paying a little more attention, I probably could have pinpointed where mm-hmm. everybody was where in you the are. cycle <laughs> yeah. because of like how they would present in the session. Mm-hmm. And because I very much noticed cycles of like being so excited, being in so much action, like really being visible and times of like feeling discouraged and withdrawn. And I think when you don't know what's going on, that's the experience of it. And when you realize what's going on, the experience can be, oh no, this is the time where I'm like bursting with ideas. And this is the time where I'm super magnetic and everyone thinks I'm amazing. And this is the time where I'm like cozy in my office producing some things that I already thought about. (laughs) I was just thinking, because I have been, I've been watching you and some other women in the mastermind, like doing reels. Mm-hmm. And I want to do reels and they scare me. And I was just thinking right now, I'm like, I need to like schedule when I do reels or when I try reels for ovulation, yes. <laughs> like ovulation is going to be when I try reels, <laughs> we'll see how it goes, but I'm also going to like feel better and feel more like inspired. So maybe that'll be when I schedule my real experimentation. Yes. <laughs> I think that now that you say that. I did a bunch of reels all in one week and I think it was right around ovulation and it was so easy. There was just like yeah. so many reels and it's been no reels. <laughs> That's okay. Well, so the hormone I said earlier, so estrogen's higher at the beginning and then we get like the big surge of estrogen right before ovulation. And then the hormone that's higher in the luteal phase is progesterone. And that word is like pro just is pro gestation, right? So it's for gestation. Um, and like, I think that gestation can apply to ideas and business products and all of that too. So kind of like what we were talking about, like, this is your creation of whatever you're doing in your business. And it's like, okay, right now I'm gestating the ideas and the thoughts and the whatever I'm going to be ready to the content I'm going to be ready to put out at the beginning of my cycle when I have more energy. And right now I'm just gestating these ideas. Yeah. I love it. I think that that is such a great way to look at it. And I, like I said already, I think this is going to be so helpful to so many women who have felt like, why am I not the same all the time? Yeah. For sure. Because like, we just mom at a CEO is going to lose their mind. Over this episode. <laughs> We're not a small man. Shocker. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Awesome. Really good. All right. Anything else that we didn't talk about or didn't cover that you want to share? Um, well, so this isn't directly related to business, but I was going to kind of just talk about like using energy in like, you know, kind of how you are moving throughout your your day, um, Mm -hmm. with relation to your cycle. And this has been really fascinating to me also. So I joined, um, orange theory, which is a gym where they track your heart rate and I can watch the difference in my heart rate, which like, again, I knew this from working with other women, but like seeing it in myself is a different experience. I can see during my luteal phase that it takes me way longer to get up into my heart rate zone. And then same thing, like I am not even 
sweating as much and all of that. Um, but just like using your own physical body. So like time at the beginning is definitely more like with the high energy that is good times for like, if you're working out, you want to be doing more like running or like the long cardio, um, you know, stuff like a class, like a more intense class and then super high bump up around ovulation. You could do like kickboxing or, um, you know, the more like, um, what's the, like the hit style, the, uh, CrossFit style, like the crazy stuff is like that period. And then, um, more like yoga and stretching and things like that in the second half of your cycle. And then I consider bed days to be like a workout strategy <laughs> for your period. This Perfect. is how I do it. I'm just going to do my, my bed days. Um, but yeah, I've been doing stretching with my younger daughter at night. And I definitely like the times, like when I'm in the luteal phase, I'm like, this is all I'm doing. My daughter and I are just going to stretch and it's going to be great. I love it. Yeah. And it feels so counterintuitive too, where it's like that idea of like, you need to do the same thing every day or every week. Mm-hmm. So fascinating. Yeah. It doesn't have to be so good. Be good. Yeah. Perfect. Well, where can people find you if they want to know more? My philosophy is that there are six steps to hormone balancing. So I have a program which is called the bitch fix in six. So the bitch fix is kind of my brand. Um, that is my podcast as well. So I have talked about cyclic living on my own podcast, um, lots of different things about using your energy and your cycle. Um, and that is the bitch fix. So anywhere anyone listens to podcasts, um, the bitch fix in six.com is where people can learn more about my program. And I am trying to be more present on Instagram and it's just my name, Christine.McCarroll. And maybe if you see me doing a reel, it's definitely going to be during ovulation. Everyone's going to cheer you on and know your secret. <laughs> They're going to say, yep, she's ovulating. <laughs> I bet everyone's going to look at your Instagram right now to be like, is there a real? <laughs> is there a real? <laughs> Not yet. It's going to be at least a week. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on. This has been so great. I feel like I already even have some more ideas and I know everybody else is going to as well. So thank you very much. Fun. Thanks for having me. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com, M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.